0: Embark on a journey of faith, fellowship and discovery with Vision Tours as you experience Australia's rich Christian heritage firsthand. Visit Christian heritage sites and museums in Sydney and across the Blue Mountains on this 10-day tour. Understand the people and events that shaped the fledgling colony with Outback historian Dr. Paul Rowe. Join like-minded people this November with Vision Tours. See tour dates, highlights and inclusions at vision.org.au slash tours. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. So let me ask you a question. If you could draw a picture of your perfect life, the sort of life that you always wanted to live, what would it look like? Have you ever even thought about it? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome again to the program today as we take a look at the rest of your life. From a different perspective. This morning, when I woke up, I started the rest of my life. The same is true for you too. This morning, when you opened your eyes, so began the first day of the rest of your life. Now, I know we've all heard that before, but but it is true, and it is profound. Here we stand at the kind of beginning of a new year, and there are things that happen in the old year that that we're delighted with, and there are things that happen in the old year or further back in our life's history that we regret and the consequences of which we may still be living out today. It's life. It's just the way it is. But one of the things that you discover as you get older is that you can't change the past. You can only change from this moment forward. And I guess today on the program, well, let's just create a little place in the space-time continuum to, to dream about the rest of our lives. Let's just pause for a moment and ask ourselves, what do I want the rest of my life to look like? Where do I want it to head? And what are some of the things that I have to do to make that happen? I'm not sure that I'll have a whole bunch of answers for you today. That's not what today is about. It's more a place where we we can ask some questions together, a place to dream a little about the future. I guess for, for much of my life, I looked forward to a future where I would have enough money so that I'd be happy. I worked so hard to achieve that I never quite got there. It was like a hill we used to run up when I was training to be an officer in the Australian Army. It was a hill called Heartbreak Hill at the Jungle Training Centre. And it was a hill of lots of false crests and you'd be running up and you'd see the top of the hill and you'd get to that thing, I'm here. And you'd get there and you'd find it was a false crest. And over and over again there was more hill to go. It was like Heartbreak Hill. I I read this once written by the wise old Apostle Paul, writing to his young protege Timothy. Have a listen. It comes from the the New Testament book, 1 Timothy chapter 6, beginning at verse 17. As for those who are in the present age are rich, command them not to be haughty or to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but rather on God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. They are to do good, to be rich in good works, generous and ready to share, thus storing up for themselves the treasure of a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of the life that really is life. And that really spoke to me. Because my life wasn't really life, it was a heartbreak hill. Especially that last bit, to take hold of the life that really is life. What is that? Where do you find that? Is that what we're all looking for? It is, isn't it? That life that we can live that really is life. A full, a rich, a satisfying life. A life that we can look back on in the years to come when we're old and grey, look back on it and say, it was a good life, it was a great life. I'm glad I've lived it. I've lived my life to the full and now I'm satisfied. Isn't that what deep down we all long for and yearn for and want in our hearts? Sure, we all have different gifts and abilities and inclinations and talents and and circumstances. For some people, life involves climbing mountains or jumping out of planes or having babies or whatever it is we're motivated to do and to be. But let me ask you a few questions today. The first one is this. As you've sought to live that life that really is life, where have you gone looking for it? What what are the things that you've pursued consciously or unconsciously in your life to lay hold of that life that really is life? Chances are that your pursuits will be a bit different to mine. What are they? I'm sure you know. I'm sure that they jump front of mind and before your eyes straight away. Now let me ask you this. Have they delivered? If your life ended in, say, the next 10 minutes, would you be able to look back on life and say, Yep. That was a good life. It's a great life. I'm glad I've lived it. I may not be ready to go, but I'm really happy with what I've lived. Or would you be a bit like King Solomon when he wrote, "'Vanity of vanities,' says the teacher. "'Vanity of vanities. All is vanity. "'I saw all the deeds that are done under the sun "'and see all is vanity in a chasing after the wind. "'I said to myself, "'Come now. "'I will make a test of pleasure. Enjoy yourself.' "'But again, this was also vanity.' Then I considered all that my hands had done and the toil I had spent in doing it, and again all was vanity and a chasing after the wind, and there was nothing to be gained under the sun. Then I said to myself, What happens to the fool will happen to me also. Why then have I been so very wise? And I said to myself that this also was vanity. So I hated my life, because what is done under the sun was grievous to me, for all is vanity and a chasing after the wind. Isn't that really sad? Solomon is one of the richest and wisest men that has ever walked the planet Earth. He had everything his heart desired. He didn't hold anything back from himself. He fulfilled all his desires, and yet he hated his life. It was all vanity and empty and meaningless. And you know something? So many people, are living out that sort of life. So many people will go to the grave having lived out that sort of life. And you might say to me, Bernie, you're a real pessimist. No, I'm a realist. I'm holding a mirror up to our lives right now, asking questions. How satisfied, I mean, how deeply satisfied are you with your life? How much have you put your roots down into a real sense of purpose and a real sense of meaning and a real sense of direction and satisfaction for your life? I mean, on a scale of zero to ten, zero is Solomon's end of the scale, I hate my life. Ten is Paul's end of the scale, a life that really is life. Aren't these the questions that we need to be asking? Next week on the program, we're going to be looking at our lives in a bit more detail, body, soul and spirit, looking at some of the simple things that we can all do to live the sort of life that we really hunger for. But you know the problem with most of us? The problem is this times like this we kind of have the opportunity to kick back and think a bit and yet we never really do and and even if we do we end up just living out the same old same old same old because we're not prepared to get off our backsides and do something different and so day by day week by week life just slips by you get to the end and you look back and you think I've wasted it where's the meaning where's the purpose I've often wondered Why did God create the universe and the earth and all that's in it and you and me? Why did he do that? Why is there pain and suffering and loneliness and isolation? Why didn't he just make it all nice and comfortable, painless and sinless in heaven for us? Why do we have this life? Why did Jesus have to die for me? Why? What's it all about? Where's it headed? And the only place I've found an answer as I've scoured the Bible... Is in Acts chapter 17, where the Apostle Paul is speaking to some Greek philosophers. He says this, From one ancestor God made all nations to inhabit the whole earth, and he allotted the times of their existence and the boundaries of the places where they would live, so that they would search for God, and perhaps grope for him and find him, though indeed he is not very far from each one of us. Why? So that we would discover God. What will that look like? Is that the answer? Is that the life of meaning and satisfaction that I've been looking for? Aren't these the questions that each one of us should be asking? A hey, social media is a great way to stay connected to your friends and the world around you. And we'd like to invite you to be part of the Christianity Works community. The Christianity Works community is full of daily thoughts and devotions and inspirations, so no matter what kind of day you're having, you can be encouraged. If you're on Facebook, search for the Christianity Works page and like us. When you do, you'll see some encouragement from your friends and community at Christianity Works, including free booklet downloads from time to time. But more than that, it's a library of thoughts and verses that you can share with your friends and family. So, we'll be sharing God's Word together. It's a great way to share the good news of Jesus amongst all the chaos. Amen. So, like Christianity Works on Facebook, be encouraged and blessed, and share some of that with your friends as well. I pray that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through His Word. I'm Bernie Diamond, and I'll catch you again same time Monday with a different perspective.